Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand before the Lord and before you to share God's word, what he has prepared for us to hear and to know. I titled this message, What is God's Desires for Our Life? I don't know how do you think about it. What is going to come? What is your expectation? What is God's desires for our life? I will read as an introduction few verses from the Bible. Then I will ask you the question. Then we move on to the message. In Luke 8, 1, 13, 22 and 9, Matthew 9.35, it says that. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of kingdom, and healing every sicknesses and every disease among the people. And also in Luke 4, 10 to 13, if you go through it, and 18 and 19, I will read it. On the Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue, and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and a recovery of the sight for the blind to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord is favor, his ministry reached out to families. What do you think about why Jesus Christ came to this world? One sentence. Why Jesus Christ came to this world? Anybody? Boldly? Good. Right answer. What God said in Luke 19, 1 to 10, when you go through it, it is a relationship or a intervention with the Sagayas. Verse 10, the Jesus Christ himself has said, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Why I read the previous portions? People are very much, in these days, concerned about the physical, the material, and then the spiritual, spiritual in the sense very specifically to save the souls. So Jesus Christ came to save the sinners. But I like the scripture, what I read it, Jesus Christ, he walked through the villages and towns he was preaching, on the streets he was preaching, in the synagogue he was preaching, Yes, very, very much it is true. But at the same time, Mark 2, 1 to 12, when you read, there we will know the four friends, what he said. They brought four friends to be healed. They are paralyzed person. What Jesus said, Jesus inside that house, he was preaching the word to the assembled crowd. This was his primary purpose in these three years prior to his death. He knew that over above their needs for the physical healing, over above their needs to be free from demonic positions, was their need for truth, their need to know who the true God actually is and how to reconnect with this one to God. So that is one of the reasons many people have crowded in that house. So our lesson is, 
here. Jesus' ministry was not only focused on a specific group of people, he was not limited to the youth or the men or women. His ministry was to all mankind. Jesus reached out to everyone. He always reached out the families. In our Bible, there are many incidences. Jesus Christ preached our visitor many houses, many homes. Here in this season, previously in the since last month, we are hearing about the family, family, family. There is something important about the family. That's why I have chosen this portion to go through to, to learn what is God's desire for our lives. There are many scriptures, many instances, few of them I once again I bring it before you. You may question which houses? Just to for a reminder or a remembrance. Consider Jairus' daughter in Mark 5, 21-43. Jesus brought the young girl back to the life and reached out to Jairus' own heart. And also consider Peter's mother, mother-in-law. In Luke 4, 38-39, Jesus called Peter to be his disciple, but he did not ignore Peter's family. He reached out to them and healed his mother-in-law. We also read the story of Mary, Martha and Lazarus. Frequently he visited them. And there is a story about a young boy from whom demons were cast out. That is in Mark 9, 14 to 29. Jesus freed a young boy from demonic oppression and caused the child's father to believe. 9.24, Mark. Luke 19 once again, 1 to 10 about the Zacchaeus. Verse 9 he says, Jesus said to him, Zacchaeus, Today salvation has come to this house, because he is also son of Abraham. So Jesus Christ reached out to whole families. He does not save just one member of the family. He wants the whole family to know him and to be saved by him. It is happening still or even after his death. You know about, about uh, uh, Paul and Silas. As they were put in jail, the Philippian jailer and his family converted. They accepted Jesus Christ that we know from Acts 16.31. So they say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. Think about how many miracles Jesus has performed. In John 20, 30 to 21, the Apostle John tells that, verse 30, Truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. 31. But these are written that you may believe Jesus Christ is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. In John 21-25 tells us that there are so many other things that Jesus did which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the book that would be written. Jesus did an astonishing number of miracles while he was here on earth. But counting the Lord's resurrection, there are, only 39 separate miracles Jesus, about Jesus mentioned in the four Gospels. In John's Gospel, include only 11 of these miracles. 
and eight of those are found only in john so the script today of meditation i have chosen john chapter 2 verses 1 to 11 john chapter 2 verses 1 to 11 let me read it quickly then we will go on to what god has want to teach us or uh, in this portion on the third day there was a wedding in cana of galilee and the mother of jesus was there please pay attention to god's word open your bibles now both jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding and when they ran out of wine the mother of jesus said to him they have no wine jesus said to her woman what does your concern have to do with me my hour has not yet come his mother said to the servants whatever he says to you do it now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece jesus said to them fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim and he said to them draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast and they took it when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from but the servants who had drawn the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him every man at the beginning sets out the good wine and when the guests have well drank then the inferior you have kept the good wine until now this beginning of signs jesus did in cana of galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him after this he went down to capernaum he his mother his brothers and his disciples and they did not stay there many days in this whole picture what do you know in the beginning the first thing is what is god's desire number 1 jesus want to be with us always that's what we are keep on telling and it is what we should deserve in our life it is not only god desires every child of god has to desire in our life god should be with us always if it is yes you say amen to that i am not telling you story this is god's word that's why i always say pay attention to god's word when it comes where it comes how it comes you should be very attentive if it is yours you have to say immediately accept it as amen god will honor you and fulfill the desire in your heart is it not that every one of our desire that god should be with us you are simply sitting and just washing my face or hearing the word it is god's desire that he wants us he wants he wants to be with us always how do you say that verse 1 and 2 on the third day there was a wedding in cana of galilee the mother of jesus was there now both jesus and disciples were invited to the wedding jesus went to a wedding and one of the great lesson from this wedding is that the lord wants to close to us it is not god he is somewhere and he wants to very close with us 
we might think that with all the important things Jesus had to do, he must be very busy in preaching. How can he come to the wedding? Because we do. Because we don't go to every wedding. And it is God himself. He planned because he was invited. And in fact, he wants to be our constant companion. And it shows that his kind of love and respect. Because it shows that even the promise of the word is there. And that shows that how much he loves the people. He, how much he loves the family. How much he is related to the family. That is the re- lesson we learn from here. In fact, he wants to be our constant companion. It is not once. It is not for season. It is not that whenever we want it. Not like that. All the time he wants to be with us. That is his desire. Our portion is we should deserve it. Jesus wants to be close to every moment of every day. It is a great thing to be here in the church today. But this story reminds us us, God does not just want to meet with us at church. Jesus wants at the temple in these verses, he was at someone's house for wedding. There was a story about a little boy who had a Sunday school lesson on this wedding miracle. After the class that day, his daddy asked, well, What did you learn from the story? The little boy thought for a moment and he replied to his daddy. Imagine what the child should have answered to the father. You know what it is? If you are having wedding, make sure that Jesus is there. That is the answer for the boy. If you are having wedding, Make sure that Jesus is there. In some of the wedding, except Jesus, many things will be there. Lesson for us is, concerning the families, how Jesus related and involved in family. And we should make sure. So when you look at the Bible, it is a good notice that there was a happy occasion, the wedding. And in John 11, one of the Lord's last miracle was at Lazarus' grave, one of the life's saddest hours. This fact reminds us that in good times or bad, happy or sad, Jesus wants to be close to us always. The Lord wants to be close to us on Mondays, Tuesdays, on every day of our life. Jesus does not just drop in for a special occasion. He has a personal interest in our day-to-day life. He is a full-time God, not a part-time. So he wants to have a full-time relationship with us. And if Jesus is our Lord and our Savior, he is always near, even living in our hearts. That is Jesus Christ. That is the first reason. What is the God's desire? God wants us to be with us always. Whether good or bad, whether Monday or Friday, for us it should not be only on Friday. All the days of our life, He wants us to be with us. That is His desire. Let's deserve that. Secondly, Jesus Christ wants to be our close friend. It is not only just as a visitor or just as one among all. That is the difference between the members or relatives and your close friend. In my knowledge, in my understanding, in my experience, I can always used to say, close friends are even most of the time better than our spouses. It's not to love. 
It is the truth. How the person became a close friend? It is not that everyone whom you speak, yeah, they are your friends. It is not everyone in your class, they have become all your friends. Not many friends. Even in the church, all of us are here, not everybody is your friend. Right? Yes. There will be one friend, the closest friend. So, Jesus wants to be that friend. How that friend became a very closest friend? I repeatedly I used to tell that. Why? First, how you start with, basically love. Love each other, share with each other, communicate with each other. If the communication develops and grows frequently, once in a month, once in a week, once in a day, even one day, frequently three times, four times, we communicate with that person because we love them, we trust them, we believe them, because that transparency is there because once you started trusting them. That is why sometimes even your spouse may not be knowing, your close friend will be knowing about you. Right? In that way, they are the close friends. Jesus Christ wants to be as a closest friend to us. That's why always I used to encourage, if you have any problem in your home, anywhere, in relationship, first, even if you are your father and mother, you are there, more than them, you should know, the, able to know and understand the love of God. The difference between love of God and love of your own parents. Your love of God, then you have compared with your brothers, your own sister, or your blood sister or blood brother. brother. God's love is God's love. There is nothing you can compare. If your trust from your concerning about dependency from your parents or your, from your brothers shifted from them to God, no one can change you, nothing can change you. You are the happy, you will be the, should be the happiest person in the world. No experience. <laughs> if you had that experience, you should have rejoiced and you should have Jump from your seat. Because I don't think that you have any close friends. More than that, you don't have, you don't consider Jesus Christ as your closest friend. But Jesus deserves that. He wants, that is his desire. Jesus Christ wants to be our close friend. That means he expects you to trust him more than anything else from this world. More than anybody from this world, he wants to be very close to you. Verse 2, Jesus was invited or he was called for the wedding. The Lord was not at the wedding as a preacher to perform a ceremony. He was there as a friend and invited guest. Friends are wonderful gift from God. People we cannot trust. People who are there for us, stand by us, help us every way they can and simply enjoy being with us. Thank God for the good friends he has given to us. But we also need to know that one reason why God gives us earthly friends to help us, to understand us, the kind of relationship he wants to have with us. Friendship with God is the key part of a Christian life. Proverbs 18.24 says, tells that there, are, there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother and that is Jesus Christ. He wants to be our best friend, not just a friend. As Jesus said in John 15.13, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Jesus Christ wants to be our best friend, but it's crucial to understand that the Lord comes into our lives through our invitation. Jesus Christ was invited. So, yes, Jesus should be invited to every wedding, but that's not all. 
Jesus Christ should be invited to be on every part of our life. The Lord surely wants to have a close relationship with everyone, but He won't force His way in. Jesus put this way in Revelation 3.20 as we know. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. In the New Living Translation, Jesus says, I will come in and we will share a meal as friends. That is the friendship, that is the condition. He will be just standing and knocking. It is our duty to invite him. So Jesus wants, once again, to be a best friend to every one of us. There are many scriptures because of the time I have to move. Thirdly, Jesus wants us to be confident in his care. His part is too. Now it is our part. Jesus wants us to be confident in his care. In this portion, John 2.3 says, When they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. The wedding host ran out of wine. And that reminds us of one of our big problems. We run out. We always running out of stuff. We run out of strength. We run out of money. We run out of health. We run out of ideas. We run out of patience and even time. Have you not going through this experience? Had these experiences? For all these things, he is the only answer. So they, they ran out of wine this wedding. But Jesus met their need. The same way he will meet your need too. And he wants to meet our need. That is, Philippians 4.19 confirms it. Paul could say, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now sometimes, it may seem like the Lord does not really care about us. At first glance, it does not seem like Jesus cared when they ran out of wine. Why? Verse 3, when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. What did the answer? Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Jesus also knew he was going to meet the need. He was very sure. At that time, at the, but the right time and the right way. And that's what the Lord always does. He always meets our need at the right time, in the right way. And we can always trust in the Lord. That's what he expects. Let us not be hurry. Let us not be worried. Let us not doubt. Let us not, I always expect the instance. No. Allow the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Is when the time, what did he say? My hour has not yet come. If you are in that position, the word for you is, whatever you are in need of, whatever you run out of, the answer is, my hour has not yet come. That's the answer. There are examples, but no. Time for us now. So, dear children of God, what is the third desire? Jesus wants us to be confident in His care. He cares for you every moment. Remember the first. What is the first? What is this desire? He wants to be close with us. He wants to be like a closest friend. Be a close friend to us. 
that is covers everything that covers everything even that's why he fulfilled it that is our portion is we have to believe it and accept it and develop that relationship with him then only you can enjoy otherwise this scripture will be as it is fourthly jesus wants us to lead other people to him how was that 3 4 5 when they ran out of wine the mother jesus said to him they have no wine jesus said to her one that's what it is why what it is five the mother said to the servant whatever he says to you do it mother mary urged the servant to obey the lord whatever he says to you do it that is the best advice anyone can ever give to anyone else whatever jesus christ tells you to do it it is the best advice how do you say that fill this pot up with water how in the world it is that going to get as more wine it looks sometimes it is like a play but it is not that we have to believe that the lord wants you to do something then do it because god will never steer or as wrong that's what we want other people to know but how can we encourage more people or to lead people to christ only two things how can do you, how you lead the people to christ it is not only you enjoy you receive god's blessing you have to encourage others first thing we have to talk to god first we have to talk to god about the people so what is that people that is what mary did when they ran out of wine the mother jesus said to him they have no wine first to him before mary talked to the people about jesus she talked to jesus christ about the people at first and it doesn't mean like mary was getting too far in our prayers sometimes it may seems like that but mary did not give up and neither should we so before we lead the people we have to speak to god about that people that person brother or sister secondly what did here happen we have to talk to the people about god that's what she did it after telling to jesus christ what was her response to the people whatever he says to you do it now we need to be basically say that same thing we need to tell the people to turn to the lord listen to him put their trust in him and to follow him fully we need to tell the people trust in jesus christ because he loves them more than we can measure jesus loves us so much that he was willing to die on the cross for all our sins these are all the truth we have to explain we have to tell the people we also need to tell them that jesus rose again from the dead and he can give us the everlasting life start with love end with the everlasting life that is the gospel love of god has to be told and the everlasting life has to be presented that is the full gospel that's what we have to live so it can be hard to talk the people we know but at the right time in the right way we surely we do it and we may be the only people able to willing to speak to some people god has kept for for some people only you are the person so never ever miss the chance leading people to god that is god desire for you for that alone god has called us that is the commandment that is the great commission that is nothing but start from your neighbor amen finally jesus wants us to follow him fully jesus wants us 
to follow him fully whole heartedly that is his desire why it is there some people follow him for season some people follow him just for the need just for a time no that is not god is that is not god's desire only when there is a need we run to him and be with him as if show that that we are very close with him whether your personal life or your family life or your corporate prayer life but god wants us to follow him fully in the sense wholeheartedly how do you know that verse 6 there were said there six parts of stone according to the manner of the purification of the jews containing 20 to 30 gallons and what did jesus said fill the water pots with water secondly draw some now and take it to the master of the feast then what has happened you know those servants heard and what they needed to hear and they follow the lord's instruction to their great credit those servants did follow the lord's instruction to the fullest without any doubt even though it looks like it is a, it is like a joke it is like a play just they listen they believe and they fill it, he said fill it fill it bring it bring it then give it no where they doubted they stopped they hesitated even the filling also till the tip the brim they filled it it is not even little less see the obedience see how they follow jesus christ if those servants did not could not if they, they did follow fully on that day even the miracle could not have happened so god to perform the miracle or you want to see a miracle or you want to someone see the miracle you have to follow christ fully because the people watching you the world is watching you even sharing the gospel to others they watch you what kind of life you are living then only your word will have the value if you live a sinful life and telling someone to lead a holy life it is so funny right that's why god expects the god desire is to follow him fully let me conclude this they obey the lord as much as possible and as soon as possible in verse 8 Jesus told them to draw and saw the hand of the god draw some of now and take to the master all these things the lesson for us in this position or the portion is when jesus says go we need to go when jesus tells us love we need to love hello When Jesus tells us to love we need to love When Jesus says trust me we need to trust him Amen. When Jesus says do this in remembrance of me we should do it Amen. And when we follow the Lord to the fullest we will see God's best for our life Amen. The miraculous wine Jesus gave here was the best wine the new life he gives to us is the best life and the more we follow him the better our lives will be may our god help us to do it let us go to help us as we go back to god in prayer the lord's table let's close our eyes and prepare for the last table which kept before us
Father God, once again we thank you for speaking to us. Lord, you are our God, you are our Lord, how God, you are loving and caring, compassionate. As you spoke to us, these are all the desires you have concerning us. Father, help us to understand the word as you want us to. As we are going to take part in this table which you kept before us. Lord, bless the bread and the wine. Sanctify it. Lord, remind us as you send your son Jesus Christ on the cross. Because he loves us, he gave his life. He shed his blood. He washed by the, the Lord, us, with that blood. As you are going to take part, remind us, our Lord. Help us to remember why you are put on the cross. Is it only because of our sins? Father, let us not put you over and over again on the cross because of our disobedience or because of our sin. Father, give us the grace. Give her more grace. Live a life which will please you. Live a life according to your desire. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Dear children of God, once again it's a reminder for us that table which kept before us, it is only for the children of God, those who accepted Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior and obey the Lord in the waters of baptism. So it is not as a ritual and it is an ordinance of the New Testament churches. And as I said, as a part of the message, it is a commandment and it is not optional as well. So here we have to remember, one is it is a memorial in Paul's accounts when we eat the bread in the memory of his body. When we drink the cup, we remember the memory of his blood. Secondly, it is a communion. Communion in a sense and coming in union as a family as a brothers and sisters. We commune with one another as we are going to commune with this bread and wine and we commune with each other as we commune with Christ himself because that's what he did it with the disciples. We have to remember that. Thirdly, it is a proclamation. reminds us of proclaiming as a part of the message as I said. It is how you lead the people in the same way Proclamation of the gospel. The Lord's death. And is written. And also we have to be prepared to meet him. That is the proclamation. And observance is with fear. It is not just casually you come and take it. You are not forced to take it. But with reverence. If you are really convinced, you are let to go, you. If you have any unforgiven sin in you, any hatred with anybody, please stay back. And also you have to come with other Christians in the sense that shows, as I said, coming together with love and understanding. The Bible encourages we should do it as much as possible, as often as possible. So here, I expect Ashes to come and help us. Please cooperate with Ashes. Thank you.
My God is great. He's greater than the greatest. Turn with me to First Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. First Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. I read from New King James Version. Therefore, Purge out the old living, that you may be a new lump, since you, tr- you truly are unliving. For in- indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Praise the Lord. We have just partaken in the communion. Uh, communion is a great way of declaring the power of Jesus Christ. It's a great way to declare his death and burial and his resurrection. He has said, do this in my remembrance. So, communion is a way that we declare the sacrifice that Jesus Christ has made. It's a reminder of how he proclaimed the salvation to you and me. It's a reminder for us to know his desire towards us. And what are his desire is what we have just heard today. His desire is to be with us always. When you are going through challenges, when you are going through, even when you are happy, he's always with you. He wants to be with you always. But the question is, are you permitting him to reside in you? Do you give him that chance in your heart for him to be with you always? You need to examine yourself. You have to examine yourself. What are the areas that you feel you are not allowing this desire of him to be with you always to come to pass? Are you creating a conducive environment for him? Now you have just partaken from the communion. It's a remembrance for you to know that you need to allow his desire in your life to come to pass. He wants to be a close friend for you. There is no friend like Jesus Christ. He will never disappoint you. He is always there for you. Through thick and thin, he is always there. Through the storm, he will remain with you. His desire is to be with you always. Are you permitting that? He wants you to be confident in the path that you follow. Whenever any challenges come, you can command by his name. With name, all knee. Shall I do what? Shall I bow? Let us be on our feet. You are going to talk to God. Lord, give me the spirit 
the Holy Spirit that we always allow your desire in my life to come to pass. Begin to pray to God, Lord, I need your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the only thing that can help you for his desire to be fulfilled in your life. When you are filled with Holy Spirit, he will guide you, he will direct your path, and he will always be with you. So pray unto God, Lord, as I partake in this communion, everything that I've been doing that will not allow your spirit to dwell in me, that will not allow your spirit to live in me, that will not allow your desire to come to pass in me. Father, use this communion I've taken to push them out in my life forever and ever. Cast them into the lake of fire. Everything that is guiding me in the wrong path, Father, I pray that your holy communion that I've partake today will keep reminding me of the sacrifice that you have made, of the salvation that you have called me unto. Father, I pray as many as that have partake in the communion today, that Lord Almighty will fill you with his Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, Almighty God, we continue to guide you in Jesus' name. You have stepped into the month of November. Like we pray yesterday night. November month come with no. You can't pronounce November without pronouncing no. Every no in your life. Everything that represents no in your life. Shall turn to yes in the mighty name of Jesus. No more shame in your life in Jesus' name. No more evil in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Every challenge is, as you step into the month of November, everything that represents no in your life, the Lord Almighty will turn it around in the mighty name of Jesus. No recession in your life in Jesus' name. No death in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. No sickness in your life in Jesus' name. As you step forward, you will continue to progress forward in the mighty name of Jesus. No backwardness in Jesus' name. And I pray no bad news for you in the mighty name of Jesus. As people have testified yesterday night here, you shall continue to testify to the glory of God in the mighty name of Jesus. For the rest of this year and beyond, there will be no accident for you in Jesus' name. There will be no problem of any kind in the mighty name of Jesus. Every regret, every rejection, end has come to it in the mighty name of Jesus. No pain, no sickness, no weeping in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. We bless your holy name. We pray for your son that you have used this day, Lord, that you will Upload him more in the mighty name of Jesus. You will anoint him more so that we can benefit more, so that we can lay more at your feet. We through him in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless his family in the mighty name of Jesus. As many that you have used for today's service, Father, let your blessing follow them in Jesus' name. As many that are present here today, Lord, your blessing shall follow them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray. For the rest of the program for this year, Lord, you have been our anchor right from January up to this time. Father, for the rest program that we have for this year, you will take glory and take honor in the mighty name of Jesus. As we have succeeded in every program, the oncoming program as well, we shall be successful to your greatest name in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. We remember those that are not here. Lord, you have blessed us. Bless them as well in Jesus' name. Thank you, Almighty God. As you go, the Lord will go with you. In this new week, new things will happen in your life in Jesus' name. All your heart desire, the Lord will fulfill it in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. The love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, 
goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Forever and ever.